This is the Inclusion Think Tank podcast brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE, where we talk about inclusive education, why it works, and how to make it happen. The NJCIE Honors recognizes local champions who are making a difference in inclusive education for schools, children, and families in New Jersey. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Allison Zielinski. Allison is the Director of Special Services for Bradley Beach School District. She is one of NJCIE Honors recipients of 2023. Join our conversation as we explore what inclusive education means to Allison and what advice she has for districts that think inclusion is difficult to achieve. I would like to welcome everyone back to the Inclusion Think Tank podcast brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. I'm your host, Arthur Aston, and I am happy to welcome my guest uh, to the podcast today, Allison Zielinski. And thank you for joining me today uh, for this episode and to share your story and your experience. Well, thanks for inviting me. I'm very excited to uh, talk about inclusion today. Yes. So uh, we have you on as a guest today because you uh, were recently uh, awarded with the NJCIE Honors uh, as as one of the recipients for this year. And so we are uh, really excited about that and the work that you're doing. So um, looking forward to having you, uh, you know, share all the great things you're doing there in your uh, school district. Thank you. Yes. So to start off the conversation, can you just share a little bit uh, with the audience about yourself, who you are, what you do, and um, some things you like to do in your free time, if you have any free time? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am a social worker. I started in, um, in community mental health. I uh, started my career working with um, families and children uh, involved in uh, the Division of Youth and Family Services, which is now um, Division of Child Protection um, and Permanency. And so I used to do uh, what's called family preservation. I used to go into families and try to help the families um, maintain custody of their children. And so whatever needed to happen, happened. And so that was, that like really started my career working with families and working with children. I've always been really uh, excited about education. Um, I've always enjoyed being a student. And so when the opportunity came to go into school social work, uh, it was a natural fit for me. And so I had, I've been a school social worker for uh, probably almost 25 years. And I've been at Bradley Beach here for 18 years, and I never thought I'd be here that long. I started as a part-time school social worker here and just worked to just fell in love with the community and serving this community. And um, it's really uh, been, you know, sort of like my my passion, my life's work. And so this is where I chose to stay uh, for that long. And um, I don't know where my path will take me in the future, but here I am. Uh, I have four children at home, so I do not have a lot of free time. So when I'm not (laughs) working, because work takes up a lot of my time, I'm trying to be a mom to them and, um, and, uh, you know, and spend time with my family. Um, fun fact is I'm a snowboarder, so you might not think that, but I started snowboarding in my twenties and 
my husband and I still enjoy doing it. So, um, and my, all my kids, I taught all my kids how to snowboard. So that was fun. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. That is, that's a lot of fun. My, uh, friends, they always find like random things on, uh, Instagram or TikTok of like accessible extreme sports. And they're just like, you have to try it. <laughs> I'm not extreme. <laughs> my board does not leave the snow. So they're like, um, you have to try it. Look, it's accessible. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that does, that's, that seems like a lot of fun. I'll, I'll definitely, uh, you know, be checking that out one of, one of these days for sure. <laughs> um, so I always like to ask this question of our guests, and that is, what does inclusive education mean to you? Um, it, it, it means equality. It means everyone having equal access to, to, to good instruction and to the general education curriculum. And I feel like that's the starting point. Um, you know, here we, we have a, we have a pretty, um, mindset that when we do have a child that's eligible for services we we go with what what do they need not where what placement are we putting or what program are we putting them in because because here it's assumed they're staying they're staying you know in their in their current class in their current program and, and where are we going to fill in those needs and and help them access what they need to access to progress um and to support them so it, it's it's equality and uh, over over the years seeing comparing because I, I worked in schools for a really long time and I've worked in schools with self-contained classrooms and I've worked with you know with pull out resource classrooms and um, and seeing that and honestly the the progression of, of, of students um, educational skills and abilities, it doesn't the it doesn't really change whether you're in a in a smaller class or a larger class but what they are what is ch does change is their their abilities to um, form relationships with their typical developing peers and their and all their friends in the general education classroom it it, it limits limits their ability to access rich conversation and um and and really hear from a wide range of of students with a, a wide range of abilities and so um so we're removing those limits and um and just giving students what they need and you know it's it's not always it's, it's sometimes it's a challenge sometimes but um you know when you have students with with learning challenges it's it, it's it's filling in where where they where they have those uh, weaknesses and working with their strengths. When you have students with behavioral challenge challenges, it's a lot of work in in trying to to support them and and have them correct that, which is difficult because sometimes it can you know disrupt the classroom and 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 what's going on. But uh, we've had great success here because you know we we are very like a family here and and it's all about relationships and that's really and I and I truly believe I know that we've saved lives because some of my students that that we've been able to maintain in general education um if they were in another district they probably would have been placed out of district and I you know and and when you when you change a child's trajectory and put them in out of district then their their path back is very long and difficult and whether it, it even happens. So um, 
I don't know, it, it, it's one case at a time. It's one student at a time. Everybody's different. General education kids are different as much as special education students. And um, I also supervise our, uh, um, our English language learner um, program. And so it's the inclusion is about them too. It's about, you know, although they are learning um, English as a second language, um, they should also have access to to general education, just like everybody else, and then filling in what they need. I'd love that you said that every every individual is that they're an individual. So it, you know, inclusion may look different for them, and it may look different for the next student. And um, that's just it's so true and it's uh so important to mention so i'm glad that you brought that up and also the um students who are uh learning english and and the challenges they may face and and you know making things inclusive for them and and helping them learn is also uh you know really important to uh to mention so i'm glad you brought those those two things up and um also, in your introduction of yourself, you um, mentioned that you are uh, working with the Bradley Beach uh, School District and you are the director of special services there. So can you um, share with us some of the ways that you and your colleagues there uh, have worked to make your school more inclusive? Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a process, but I feel like it's become part of our culture here. And so, um, and, you know, it, it started not when I was in this position, I certainly, um, did not ignite this, but I've, I've, I've really supported it and, and made it sort of, uh, my vision to, to extend it and to, to grow it. Um, so you know, we, when, one of the things is when you start in preschool and you have all kids coming into preschool and you're saying, this is your, you both, all, all kids belong in a preschool class together. There should, there shouldn't be a separate class for preschool because they're all, they're all learning how they're learning social and emotional skills and some academic readiness skills, but just learning how to be a learner is what they're doing in, in preschool. And so all, all, all children come into preschool and, and some are ready to be learners and some are don't, don't even know where to begin and, and we're supporting them through that process. But they're, you know, they're, that's where we start. And then, so when we start with preschool and we support them and we give them what they need there, then that, that naturally progresses into kindergarten. And, um, and you certainly need the support of resources. You need the support of your board and, and our board of education here at Bradley Beach um, has been uh, very supportive of making sure that we have the resources that we need. Um, and because, I mean, in reality, if I just set up a bunch of like, pull out resource classes, I could I could take my students out of gen ed and I can, I can service them with much less staff, you know, and, um, but that's really not in their benefit. That's not what they need. That's not life. You know, when, when they leave, when they leave education, they're not going to have somebody, you know, make accommodations for them in, in different settings and, and in, in the workplace. Um, and so it, it's really, it's really kind of continuing and growing, you know, some of the foundations that we had here and, and 
having um, you know a, a, an ad administration team that that is in favor of inclusion and having a board of education in favor and willing to support those resources and seeing what a difference it makes in our in our students because you can see it everywhere when you see it on the playground because no one um, you know when you see students that have may have a disability but they're they're in they're you know socializing and interacting with with their peers just like anybody else um you know they're forming those relationships it's it, it makes it all worthwhile um and i see it every day so it it, it, it makes it really special yeah that is <clears throat> that's really what i think what you just said is really special that you know, you have all of the support, like you said, from the school board to the administration level down to all of the people you work with and see every day in, in your school building. And the fact of starting it, like you said, from the very beginning in preschool, that this is, you know, this is what a classroom looks like. And most importantly, this is what the world looks like when you're outside of the classroom. Everybody is together. And, um, you know, having that, uh, I think that visual at such a young age that, you know, everybody belongs here together is, uh, you know, very strong and, and very powerful to, to see. And, and um, you know, people will, the, the students will remember that uh, for sure uh, as they grow older and the experiences they've had there. So you, you mentioned that um, you have been uh, at Bradley Beach for uh, so many years there. Uh, can you share just one of the many student success stories that you have seen um, at your time uh, at during your time there at the district in the district? Just one. <laughs> yeah, well, you can share a few if you'd like. <laughs> um, you, you know, I I I'm I'm passionate about um, reading. I think reading is you know is essential for all students, all all individuals to to be able to function in, in our world. And, and so when I do, when we do have struggling readers, um, you know, it's, it is of a big concern and that's really where I'm going to focus a lot of attention on is to see uh, those, those students progress in that area. And, um, and we have great reading specialists here. We have uh, some good investments and good programs. We have Great special education teachers here that are supporting those students in in developing those skills, and I've seen I've seen pretty incredible cases of students. A lot of times we get students that are that are um, identified um, as eligible for special education. They come in from different districts, and they might come in on third grade or fourth grade, and they're reading on a first grade level. And so we we put them and we give them intervention and. Uh, and we monitor their progress. And I've seen, I've seen a handful of, of students, you know, move up three, four grade levels, get right near, um, like right near or below grade level in their reading, which is, which is tremendous, you know. So we're the the good thing about us is we're small. I know every student's um, first name, and so we, you know, you you are not going to fall through the cracks, and and we're gonna, um, and everyone's gonna do our best to make sure that you have everything that we can provide you before you leave here. That our students, we are only a, a pre-K to eight um, district, so then they do go on to high school. Um, so you know, we, that's that's really 
um, our focus. So I've I've had I've had I have I've had students you know that have um, said I remember when I came here and I couldn't read and now I can read. Like I re like they say I remember when I couldn't read and because I came here, um, you know later on like in their mid like mid primary years and they remember struggling with that and and now that they can um, and I I could probably you know, name right now five different students that have just made incredible growth in that area. And, um, and so that's really, that's really great. Um, you know, I have, I have students on the spectrum that we, that we um, have in our gen ed classroom that are just, are, are with very social peers. And so they become part of their classroom and they, you know, they develop, you know, social relationships. And we know that that's one of the areas where, um, students on the on the spectrum uh, with autism that they 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 struggle with that 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 social piece that communication piece and so I always think to myself like if you're in an autism program and you're with um, you struggle with that socialization communication and you're in a classroom with other students that are likely struggle with socialization and communication then how is that how is that going to help support your socialization and communication if everyone else is struggling and maybe the teacher doesn't struggle. Maybe the teacher can do that for you, but that's not natural. And so um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like looking at those those students with uh, deficits in their communication and their socialization um, and their language is they they need to be in, in language rich environments. And that's that's Janet. That's not that's not self contained. You know. So. Um, just, just that, that those are a couple examples of, of what, what we do as far as academics. And then we've had really be, uh, significant behavioral challenges. We've had students that came here and we worked really hard to get their behavior under control. And then they would leave, they left and in their, in their new district, they were put in a BD classroom and then they came back to us. We put them right back into gen ed. And and it and it and it worked, and we were able to give them, you know, what they needed emotionally and socially, and and to for them to function. And you know, it, it at times it's a lot of work, and you question it, and you wonder how long to go on. And but like those are just, you know, that those are just some examples of um, of what we're able to do here. And I know one of your your questions was, you know, is it is it are we able to do it because we're small? And yes and no, I, I, I don't think it's impossible at other places, but I just feel like you have to be dedicated to the cause, you have to be dedicated, you have to be, you have to have the, the resources to be able to do that. And and you have to know that that it, it it's it's worth it, you know, it's um, all that the effort and energy is certainly, you know, benefits these students. Yes. Yes to everything that you said. It's great. Um, it's really great and has to be uh, rewarding uh, for you all to, you know, hear, like you said, to hear those stories of students that have gone on uh, to high school and beyond to come back and say, you know, I remember, like you said, when I remember when I couldn't read, but, you know, I worked with you all and, and you all worked, worked with those students and, uh, you know, taught them how, how to read and, and things like that. It's, it's just... Uh, it's really, really uh, heartwarming for me to hear like those types of uh, those types of success stories because that's what 
what they really are. It's a true success. And um, I think a testament to, as you mentioned before, the dedication that you have from everybody in the district yeah. at all levels uh, who are so committed to um, helping to make these, uh, you know, changes happen and, and to make the inclusion, um, you know, part of the culture of the district and uh, of what the students see and experience every day. And we definitely set up the structure like that. We have, um, we try to develop, be, one, of my, one of my focuses is, is providing time within the school day to give students what they need. So when they do need more, that they're not missing something to, to get something. And it doesn't always work because some of our students need a lot and there's not, we, we, we can only do create time um, within the schedule to a certain amount, right? Because there's a lot that we have to <laughs> have within a student's schedule. But even giving, giving a little bit of that time so that, you know, when, when we do include kids, we are able to, to give them supplemental instruction and give them, you know, in the middle school, you know, they're a lot of times they're not working on those basic skills anymore, but if that's what they need, then we we kind of deliver that through a through a supplemental instruction type of, of program in that what I need period to to support their learning. And and our teachers are great with that because we're we have a strong MTSS program too. So even before they get to special education, we're 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 doing intervention with them. We're doing tier one, two, three, we're we're getting them um, you know. If, if when they're not making progress, we move on. And then, you know, sometimes they do come to me, but that when they come to special ed, when we do a test them and we evaluate them, it, it, it might change the, some of the services that we give them, but it doesn't change their placement or their program. Um, it, we just provide them additional programming. Uh, so um, so that's, that's really important. But I feel like that, that, that those kinds of strategic, um, strategic planning in, in your master schedule in, in seeing how that you can accommodate has to be a priority of, of everybody's and your district has to allow you to, to do that and be okay with that. And, and I, but I feel like it's good for all students because even, even students that might not need reading intervention at that time, some students are high flyers and they can get enrichment. They could be pushed a little further or sometimes students need a little remediation. They might not need consistent intervention, but maybe they are having trouble comprehending uh, a certain lesson or unit and, and the teacher has that opportunity to come back to them and work with them um, on, on areas where they're struggling. So, so it's, really, it's really beneficial for all learners uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, um, and so it, 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 it allows that time. But our, my teachers are fantastic. My, my uh, instructional aides are fantastic. They, they make sure the, the students have what they need. They're always coming to me. I think, I, you know, that I want to pull Johnny out and I want to, I want to, I want to work with him during, during the wind period because I feel like he needs help in this area. You know, they're, they're I'm not having to go look for them. They're coming to me and saying, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. That's uh, so great to hear, you know, everybody is so together with, um, making it happen. And um, what what advice can you give to schools and districts that may uh, believe that inclusion is uh, difficult to achieve? Um, I would 
probably agree that it is it's it's not easy. It's easy to stay status quo. It's easy to continue on with your with your current levels of programming and um, but uh, I would say that it's worth the efforts and it's it's worth the commitment. Uh, it's worth it for the students and and their experience. Um, and and I feel like if like. I feel like if you're, if a district is trying to take that on, I feel like the first place to start is preschool um, and eliminating um, self-contained classrooms for preschool and starting to, to allow all students to be together in the classroom and 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 being strategic and develop you know develop that. I mean certainly you know they the state the state rightfully so talks about having um, you know. Uh, a ratio, you know, you don't want to have a, a a preschool classroom with 15 kids and have, you know, seven of them be, you know, in in high need of service. That that's not going to be that's not going to be good for anybody. So, you know, being strategic and, and allowing having integrated classrooms in every classroom, so you can you can um, you know spread the needs out and and make it more. Like a universal ratio um, that you see, you know, in society. So um, just 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 starting there, starting in your in your early childhood education, I think is a is a good place to start um, with with inclusion. Yeah, that's um that that was a really good answer that you said. You know, like you'll agree that it's not it's not easy. <laughs> Like that's, uh, you know, it's not easy, but it is worth it and uh, to stick with it and to stay, uh, you know, moving in that direction towards, uh, you know, being fully inclusive, I think is uh, a, a good, a good thing to say. And, and it's really, um, you know, like anything can be challenging, but you just have to uh, stick with it and know that it will be worth it in the end and uh, what you, what you will see and achieve in the end is all uh, worth all of the trouble and challenges you may uh, face along the way of the journey. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you touched on this a little bit earlier uh, in one of your answers. And um, I know in the NJCIE honors video, uh, you mentioned it as well that you know all of the students' names. And uh, I think that is so impressive. I uh, try to do you know, okay with learning people's names with some of the things that I that I do, but it's like if if I'm in the context of, uh, you know, seeing them in a certain place, I can do it. But if I see them outside of it, it's like, oh no, I have I know where I might know you from, but <laughs> I have no idea what your name is. <laughs> so, um, so I again, you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to see if you had anything else to say um, about. Do you believe it is easier to make change? Uh, in a smaller district versus a larger district? Um, since it's been a really long time since I've been in a big district, uh, I can only go from my experience in a small district and imagine that it's, it's difficult but not impossible. Um, you know, when you have a small school and I'm not the only one that knows most of the students by name and um, and you create um, an environment where um, where teachers are all about the students and, and, and creating these really close relationships because in 
you know, primary grades, you're with your teacher all day and everything else. Um, but then our kids don't go to a large middle school. They, they stay, you know, they're in a, in a pre-K to eight sort of school setting. They, you know, they stay a little bit younger. And so, and, and with their, in our middle school, they, um, they have teachers maybe for two years. So they might have the same math teacher for two years or the same English teacher for two years. And so in that looping and, and they really get to know the students and it enables those, those, those that rapport to be there and, and those relationships, which are essential to, to then um, having students engage in learning and being ready to learn. And you can't do it without that relationship. So, so we excel at that. That's something that occurs just naturally because we have awesome staff here and because of the size of our school. So, um, so that's that foundation and that that kind of culture then sets us up for for success when we we do uh, have initiatives such as you know inclusion and. Um, and then you never, and then you you just get once you start you you're confirm there there are things that happen that confirm your your belief that this is the right thing to do and and I see it all the time you know and because you do question and and you know it's there are some students that need something different because it, it's certainly not a, a one size fit all and um, um, I don't. I, all my students in my school currently are included. But it doesn't mean that I won't have a student that enrolls that might need something different. Um, but for now, that's where we are. And um, and I see it even when we, we, you know, when we move students out of, um, you know, last year I moved a couple of my students uh, out of a pull-out resource and I got rid of that class and I moved them into, into the general education classroom and at the middle school level and, and sitting down with the teacher and the teacher being surprised of what that student was able to do, you know, when they had that access to that, that general education curriculum and, um, and, and for the teacher to get excited about that. And so that, those, are the, those are like the little signs that you're like, yeah, this is, this is why this is good stuff. You know, this is, this is why this is what we should be doing. Because because sometimes we we create expectations that and we it's not with any malintent it's you know we 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 have all the information and evaluations and and data and we kind of have an expectation of where the student can perform but when you when you raise that ceiling and you give them opportunities to exceed what your expectations are which that's what students get in the general education is is they 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 have those those ceilings raised, it's amazing sometimes what can happen because of that. So, so those are the opportunities that occur when you, when you are able to do inclusion. Yes, that's, um, like you said, to keep raising that ceiling and, and being, you know, impressed and surprised at what they can, uh, achieve because that, uh, you know, that, that new bar has been set for them and, um, it's it's all great and I really enjoyed uh, this conversation with you, Allison. So I thank you again for uh, joining us for this episode of the podcast and sharing uh, your own journey, your own story of um, you know working in the uh, education world and and uh, working there in in Bradley Beach to uh, 
make the district and, and your school uh, inclusive and uh, keep up the great work, you and all of your uh, colleagues and coworkers there. It's um, really great. And um, it's a really, again, it's a heartwarming thing to hear that, um, you know, districts are committed to making these changes to uh, make inclusive uh, classrooms a, a real thing, a, a true thing, and uh, part of the culture. I love that you've mentioned that, and just from the very beginning of preschool and, and making it um, something that the students see every day from the very beginning is um, is really, really helpful, really important. So thank you for uh, joining us for this episode, and uh, you take care. Well, thanks for having me, and I just want to um say that I, I, you know, the work that the NJA uh, CIE does and provides the resources to our districts is incredible. I've taken, um, you know, taken advantage of, of their resources in my own district to make sure that my teachers are supported. And I really would encourage uh, other districts to do so as well. Um, they're a fabulous organization and um and you know new jersey is uh you know at an advantage having having that resource within our state and um yeah and i you know if anyone ever you know, needs any support or has any questions you know they're free to reach out to me and i appreciate the work that you're doing in promoting uh inclusion and providing information to people um you know, it's, it's a great thing. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're welcome. And uh, we will be in touch. Okay, <laughs> great. great. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. You too. We thank you for listening to this episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast. This podcast is brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at NJCIE. Until next time.